Stone Mountain, Snellville, and East Cobb, Georgia, where the king took a knee and all three. Mm. Yeah, that was too soon. Too soon. Yeah, it's bitter. I don't like it. Too soon. Like us. And we are Mm. back. We're back. It is the Five Takes Podcast, and we are back. Like Chelsea Football Club. You know, we are staying up. We are staying up. <laughs> you were we never can't... in any danger, Glenn. No, not mathematically. Like, seriously, it just, you, it just made you look bad. That's all it was. You were just uh, like we we hand we do bad all by ourselves. No, uh, you're just mired you know. in more mediocrity than we are right now. So it's fun to watch. It's not yeah, even well, mediocrity. Yeah, I was. I would like in to all po- seriousness. We're one we're point a, off. One point away from look, menu. Chelsea is point, a so. a result or two. Away from actually being in a relegation scrap. Seriously. Um, Seriously. Not on goal differential. Like no, it's going to come down really. to goal differential. If, this year me- and- if, if we didn't get a couple fortunate wins early in the season, six points, we're on 34. We're in a proper relegation scrap. Not at we're not that far off. I know we're no, at 42 now. West Ham was at 34 going into this weekend, and they yeah. were like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, even at 34 points, you're in 15th place. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, even at 39 points, it was still mathematically I mean, it's possible. not great. Thus, it would be even 42 more possible. Points, 42 points for Chelsea Football Club is pretty yucky. It's crap. Yeah, it's not good. It's crap. Liverpool's doing their thing like they tend to do late in the season, make uh-huh. a push. Yep. We're one point yeah. one point off. Man U has a game in hand on us. Where's Spurs? Do, do Spurs have a Spurs, chance at a Spurs. top four? No, no, not, no, I don't think so. Not at this point. They're five points away from uh from, from okay. even us now. And yep. and yeah, eight points okay. off the top. So eight Europa League again. Yeah. Uh, Europa League is a possibility, but like they'd have to win, and other people would have to win, and no. other people would have to lose, including Liverpool. I, I, no, you're sitting. In, you know, you're sitting in sixth. So yeah, but I, but we're like, but you, I, I just, I, I don't see it happening the way that things have gone yeah. this season. Like it's, you know, it's not. Is it out of the realm of possibility? Not so much. I'm just, you know, here's what's gonna bite you is that Brighton is sitting. Brighton two points behind you and they have three games in hand on you. Yeah. So if they win even one of those, it's, and then it just kind of keeps going. Brighton plays Everton tomorrow and Everton is in desperation. Desperation. I mean, it's, it's bad, dude. They can't, Brighton still has it all to play for. They could still make this Europe push. Mm -hmm. Certainly at least Europa league bare Mm -hmm. minimum. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, so it's not they, like they win they tomorrow. Just... They, if they win tomorrow, they leapfrog Tottenham. So, yeah. Yeah. So but... it's not like Brighton is just playing for like 10th or whatever. You know, they got. Oh, no, this is big for, for them. Everton, and Villa, and Villa, too. Villa's only within one. Sure. You know, like they were, sure. they're up there, too. So it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's a, it's a fun, it, to me, it's a, it's, it's a fun last couple of games of the season. Um, if Liverpool doesn't make Champions League, like I'm like, oh, come on, please. If they don't, and we do finish in fifth or sixth, which we should. Um, I will feel that it's semi semi appropriate for some of the issues that we've had. I'm never going to be okay with that. I'm always going to push for higher. But honestly, like if we end up in Europa League, then that's better than where we were sitting even just six weeks ago. So, yeah. 
Well, we're in like ninth to 11th. So yeah, not a good thing. Positive vibes, positive vibe for, vibes for Spurs. Yeah. Harry Kane is now the second all-time Premier League goal scorer ever. I thought he good leapfrogged uh, Rooney. Today. Did he, did he, 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 scored, he, scored, he scored this weekend and now he's got 209 goals and he leapfrogged Wayne Rooney. So. Okay, he did. Okay. Wayne. Uh, he is also, I believe, I was seeing the other day, the fastest player to uh or the first player actually uh to score 100 premier league goals both at home and away he actually has more goals away than he does at home which is kind of interesting Hmm. that is interesting means he plays well on the road but yeah Jeez. doesn't like he's his got a house. long way to hit alan shearer though Jeez, i just looked that up i didn't realize it was that many he is a lot, but he also played like a hundred more games or something like that than Harry's played. And well, I don't know that Harry yeah. plays. Yeah. So. Oh, Harry's got some. And even then, left. I mean. Yeah. I mean, and let's look at it like this, like this year, there's what, four players, not including Holland, but there are four other players that have 30 goals or more. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Like 30 yeah. goals this year. And any other and, season, and he, that's and, a golden boot. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I was like, Mohamed Salah got 30 and, um. Yeah. I know that, yep. yeah, anyway, and I know that um, Marcus Rashford uh, is at 29. Right. I'm like, yeah, any other year, they'd be in a race for the Golden Boot. <laughs> it's, it's been a, it's it's been a good year. Enough, but that's not enough. <laughs> it's been a good year for goal scorers in the Prem. I, sure. will, I will say also, just from the perspective of, like, you know, how am I feeling? I honestly don't know that with Tottenham's front office and the lack of coaching and not having really any clue – what the hell is going to happen with this club? You know, looking at European competition next year may or may not be a distraction that Tottenham needs, right? I think they would do better to clean their – look, both our U17 squad and the U18 squad just won the Youth Premier League Championships. We've got really good players out on loan because they didn't get along with whoever was in the building at the time. So we got some figuring out to do and having extra – you know, fixture congestion, I don't think is the way to make that happen. So my hope is the Spurs actually like figure out what to do with their own house next season instead of being distracted by, you know, shiny toys that winning is not exactly likely to happen for them. Yeah, it's, you know, nice to get on, you know, extra visibility and yeah, we're the big club, blah, blah, blah. But like, really? Let's get our let's get our house in order and then we can go on to bigger and better things. <laughs> That's enough prem talk. Let's move over to the MLS side of things. Um, and actually, before we do that, on Saturday, um, I, I walked into Mason Mill to get my adjustment and um, walk in and everybody's wearing the five takes kit. So I, guess I saw the photo. Was, what a great yeah, that photo, was, guys. That, Thank that you. That was really cool. Um, I guess they're making this a thing now. Every Saturday, they're putting on uh, their game their day, jerseys. baby. It's a, game it's day jerseys. I love it. It's a Saturday thing. Um, so that's really cool. We really appreciate them. Very, and it's very humbling. You know, we yeah. appreciate that other people, um, you know, we want to help them. They want to help us and they do. And we appreciate it. It's yeah. Very symbiotic. They're supporting us and we hope we're supporting them. If you do need an adjustment, everybody does. And I really stress this. It really is an important part of your health. We don't do enough preventative care in general in this country. It, it's just not a, not a thing. And it really should be. And this is a massive part of it. You can prevent yourself from becoming old and, and broke. Well, maybe not old. We're all going to get old, but the broken part. 
Um, the hell you not, say? I'm staying young forever. As long as you're not Chelsea Football Club, there is something you can do about trying to avoid being broken. Um, and chiropractic <laughs> care is a big, big part of it. And Mason Mill is the best chiropractor in town. We don't just say that because they sponsor us. We've been going there, Kristen and I, at least, uh, long, 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 long before this, long before we even met each other. We had actually, um, it was before we started, it was before we started the pod, obviously, um, but it was uh, in 2019, we both discovered that um, that we went to the same chiropractor and we didn't even know it. Well, that's a very long-winded way of saying that uh, they're phenomenal. We love them. They've been a big part of both of our lives and helping to keep us healthy. So give them a call, 404-321-0082. Eva or Ashley will answer the phone and they will get you set up with an appointment with Dr. Cohen, Dr. Sherwood, or Dr. Forrestie. And they are open Tuesdays through Saturdays uh, in Decatur, Georgia, off McConnell Mill Drive. Very easy, accessible, easy to get to. And the Saturday hours are extremely helpful, especially for those of us who work Monday through Friday. All right, go to Mason Mill. You won't regret it. All righty. <laughs> Moving on to the game. Part of this will be painful um, because mm. um, we all know what happened. Joseph is a, a legend at this club. He will remain a legend at this mm -hmm. club. I fully anticipate that someday a statue will be built um, honoring him. And go figure. Take number one. Joseph scores on us. Two of them. Good for him. I'm genuinely happy for the guy. He's been struggling big time. I mean, it's his first goals in league play. Anyhow, he did get a penalty in us open cup. Big deal. Yeah. I still feel that moving him on was still the right decision for Atlanta. You know, Miami had both their goal scores out there tonight. What happened? They won. They had six losses before this. What happened? They lost. You struggle. Most teams struggle when you don't have the guys or girls out there who are charged with scoring goals. We struggle without a true nine. A lot of teams do, especially ones that, like us, have not solved how else to score goals. Um, that being said, we do have to solve it. GG does have... A little history with injuries. He does. From previous clubs. Mm -hmm. So creativity may be required from Gonzo. We haven't well, seen a lot of that from him. And that may not be the way to go. Because as we've seen with this team, they don't really handle changes no. all that well. And it goes back to what I've been saying for, I don't know, what, four years now? That we need to have a true backup striker. Miguel Berry is not going to do it. Machop, he's getting there. I liked, I liked, and I said this right at the end. I think that I said this to Jennifer as we were done with our bitch fest, but um, I like the idea of Etienne playing up in the middle. I don't, I know that's not his true position, but I think it's as far as the people on the field with the experience and the goal scoring capability, it's an interesting idea. But for, but what I think that we need is a true backup striker. We have to have somebody. We got to be we, able to, we got to have, you know, or we got to have super subs. We got to have people that can come on in the right times. We, we just, God damn it. I feel like we haven't had that. I don't know. Ever. I really wish we could have kept Dom 
Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. That's a perfect I, example. I, I hate it, but yeah. All the details of, of why we couldn't. I think a lot of it was on the player's side of it. Um, but that's exactly who I'm talking family about. stuff and some things that he, he wanted. But as an example, Dom was a really, I felt, capable, maybe even better sub as a sub a player yeah. as a sub yeah the 70 in, minute he was the 70 minute super sub required no ramp up just nope. stuck in from the minute he runs yep. on the pitch and, and given scored. you what we often need because we've been chasing games uh that that last bit of energy at, at the end um and he scored that's the thing as a backup striker unfortunately, he came in and scored yeah barry hasn't shown much Nope. I think Chol's shown you some interesting things, but he's never going to be a nine, really. I, I think he's definitely he's the utility. Yeah, I think player. he's better used on the on the wing at this. Sure. From what yeah, I've seen of him, sure. better used on the wing, and you know, coming in again for energy, and you know, where you need late set pieces with the big body and taking the long strides and running on the counter, and that is not how we're built. He, he reminds me a little bit of Mascara from last year. I liked mm-hmm. having him come in in like the, you know, the 80th minute or something like that when, when we were up or even if we were just tied. Yeah. So, you know, prop, provide some speed on the wing, you know, draw attention away from the middle. Um, I think that's where he works best. Uh, I don't think this Mulraney, works. You, you know? know yeah, Mulraney. That's another great example. You know, Cheeto. someone. And we had, a, we had a Gallagher or Gallagher for a while. Uh, I liked him. Um, I, the only thing I can think of is that some of the other people that have been in charge during this time just, but here's, know, didn't here's like an, that. <laughs> here's an interesting, uh, thing. And, um, I'll come back to number one. Cause I want to talk a little bit about Joseph and his celebration, how we all felt about that and how it was perceived, but talking about having that, that X factor player on the wing, Luis coming off the bench last night for Etienne on the right. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's better suited to coming off the bench because he was actually part of the attack, actually started some attacking movements, mm-hmm. had shots, good passes, sharp, progressive, didn't really sky anything, looked mm-hmm. confident, looked patient. We still, I saw the player we paid times, for, I, I don't but know, you though. just don't see enough of. Now, uh, don't take that as me going... Oh, okay. Now we figured out Luis. He's worth the money. Which no, I mean, unfortunately, and it's not his fault that he's a twelve a million dollar playing player. off the bench. He's not like, a twelve million. You know, it's not yeah. his fault that he's a twelve million dollar player. True. He didn't put that price tag around his neck. No, that comes from Boca and Darren. Mm-hmm. And Darren, not just Boca, both of them. No, hundred um, percent. In, in conjunction, he was there. He so was, the, I just pushed back that. a little bit about on the the Boca outtakes and how oh, blah blah blah, and, and that's fine. But it's like we're giving credit to anything positive happening this year mm-hmm. to Garth and not to Boca. Anything negative that happens before Garth came in, it's on Boca, but not Darren because Darren's kind of beloved by the, the, the fans coming out to the tailgates doing shots. I, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to stop you right there because I do but, think toward the end of, especially before Darren announced he was leaving to go to sure, Newcastle. In the summer. 
there was absolutely like with the larger, more vocal Boca out calls, there was absolutely a growing piece of, well, it's not just Boca's problem because someone's signing off on those things. And then, you know, all of a sudden out of, well, not so necessarily out of the blue, but like, okay, Darren's leaving. And, you know, that kind of cemented his status before it got so bad that, people started calling for his head. And, mm. and I will say, you know, in, in, in defense of the front office, mm. um, Garth has been nothing but upfront in saying, Hey, it's going to hurt for a couple of seasons. He's we straight, are not, up said that. straight up said that out of the gate, that this was not going to be an easy process. And there was a lot of things that he had to come in and from, you know, his corporate approach, the way that he does things really hit reset for a long-term build of this club. And that goes to adding, you know, the new stat people that he's been adding, the 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 analysis people. What we talked about last week with the sports psychologists, I don't think that was something that the team had before. So there are, and, and he was also like, there were only so many contracts we were going to be able to move out in this offseason. And there were a hundred percent. So, you know, a you, lot of it is down to the league structure, right? Yeah, like it's you, not as easy to hit reset in this league. No. As it, it is in others. It does take time. And he's a realist about that. And and I think, you know, what they did was, okay, we have to address the Joseph situation. This is the giant elephant. Everything after that is going to be secondary. Okay, we had a major problem at goalkeeper. We got to deal with that. So what are the things that we can deal with? You know, we've got serviceable midfielders. We've got some talent in the academy. We need to shore up the defense just in case, you know, we have another, you know, major loss or whatever. That's what he went out and did. And I think, you know, come summer transfer window, you know, and come the offseason next year, you're going to see even more contracts going out the door that are, 100%. you know, that are, you know, quote unquote, dead weight or however you want to look at it. Now that he's had time to, get his hands dirty, see, you know, what he likes about operations and see what he doesn't. Does that mean I don't think Boca's seat is, you know, kind of on fire right now? No, I think it's pretty hot. Uh, I'd also say, you know, Pineda's getting, you know, the seat warmer button turned on in the car too. I don't think either one of them are in very cozy positions right now. But on the other hand, when you see what this squad looks like when they are at full strength, it's a very different discussion. The problem is we've got to find a better way to manage, you know, the times when we are not at full strength because no team is going to be at full strength for an entire season. hundred percent. I'm, I'm wondering from, from, from both of you, um, how you feel about the job that Garth and Boca have done thus far, because for me, it seems that I'm, like you I'm were very saying, happy they're, with it. I, they're I, not going to fix everything at once, but no. what was, what was the elephant in the room? The big first thing we got to deal with Joseph. They yeah. did it pretty well. Mm-hmm. GG pretty good. Okay, cool. We got the big thing taken care of. What's next. All right. Well, we had a big issue with goalkeeper last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. They got that pretty dead on Diop and Westberg have been great. Cool. We've gotten that right. Short up defense. Luis Abram, not so sure. Not so sure on him. But again, that's part of this rebuild is Garth is great. He's going to make mistakes too. In conjunction with Boca or if Boca leaves, like mistakes will continue to happen. Well, we're I'm lucky, we're lucky right now with, with, with the defense, at least, that we haven't had a need right. to do a lot of player rotation, right? right? So that's why, you know, 
one of I, I think you know there was absolutely competition for the center back pair with Miles, mm-hmm. and you know obviously Parada has been winning that battle either in training or he won it in preseason and hasn't let it go. But you know we also know we don't know where Miles is going to be next year. We don't know if they're going to try to sell him in the summer window. He's also obviously whatever the U.S. men's national team is doing, he's going up for that. So you know to have somebody back there who can immediately step in. Even if he's not getting the minutes now, I'm sure there's been discussion about, yeah, you know what, in the next next, you know, 18 months, there is going to be a slot for you here. Right. Because right. Noah Cobb is, you know, looking phenomenal, but he's also 17. And I don't think he's, you know, you know, he's he's where Caleb you know, he's Caleb Wiley. He's two years a couple ago. of years. Yeah, a couple of years, a couple of years down the road. And then, you know, you can start having different discussions about him. That's not saying he hasn't looked good in the few minutes he's gotten. Yeah. With the first team, but like I don't well, know that you're not right gonna now, put him up right now. Right now, he's a twos minute. player. Right now, yeah. he's a twos player, and that's totally fine. And and I think one thing that I think that some people kind of tend to lose sight of a little bit is that not every twos player is actually made to join the first team. It's just not going to happen. You know, it's not a it's not a one hundred percent natural progression. Sometimes it's it it's not going to be enough. It's it's and that's okay. It's it's not a um it's not a graduation thing. He's 17, so he may gain more, and that's great, and that's good for Noah Cobb. I'm just saying, not everybody on the twos. No, no, no. But I think I think Noah Cobb, Noah Cobb Noah Cobb stepping up for Miles whenever Miles leaves is definitely something that's going to happen. The kid's got way too much talent. Um, he's gotten looks from the national team. I, I mean, I don't, you know, there there's a lot of potential there, and it also does take defenders a little bit longer, uh, generally to mature. Sure. In soccer, yeah. it's, and, a lot, it's a lot of instinct. It's a lot yeah. of instinct when you're a defensive soccer player. Mind. Yeah, you know, it takes big time. time. To develop that. Well, and, and that's what really reading does. the game, reading the game. Well, and, and that's it's interesting that you say that because that's really been kind of the big plus that you hear around Noah Cobb is his soccer IQ. They talk mm. about his vision, they talk about his distribution, and they talk about how he sees the pitch right in a way that most 17 year olds don't do it. So well, that's good. I'm not saying he's good. the answer. And we'll see how he, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. But to and to back it up a little bit too, Glenn, to re uh, just to readdress your actual question, um, I have appreciated from the absolute get go the change in mentality that we're getting from Garth and Boca at this point. Um, I, it's it's not. Do you um, mean? Are you talking about their personal? mentality like when they're answering questions post game because yeah, Pineda, i think has done i just think there's i think there's just a whole big shift in attitude um hmm. okay but i do think experience was brought to the table um i do appreciate the no bullshit uh you know him coming straight out and saying look it's gonna take a little time bear with me i'll bear with you we'll move on and we'll build this thing together um and for what it's worth Pineda has had a similar approach this season i no, i totally which agree is, which is I why totally i find the pineda out um what well, I, I don't understand baffling that. because we're in one fourth we're in fourth place we're not well, losing more, we're not miami aside, we're not we're put, not skc what put aside is the, the problem table standing put aside the table standings uh-huh. garth let's take what garth said long term okay. okay. we realize that this is going to take time yeah we need stability right now more we than do. anything else, switching it up at coach isn't going to provide us much well, right now. How many coaches and, now have we had in the last three, four that seasons? Being said, that, that obviously being said, isn't solving anything. If we had someone that was completely inept, I mean completely inept, mm-hmm. well then, yes, you, you have to do that. 
But if you listen to Pineda's comments after every match, mm-hmm. he's basically saying the same things that a lot of supporters are out there saying that he's noticed that haven't gone well, that we're not doing enough of. Mm-hmm. Whether that's progressive passing, runs off the ball, more chances created in and around the box, better shots, better quality shots, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. He's not oblivious to these things. And no. apparently, from all the reporting that's been done when various, um, you know, whether it's Doug or Felipe, whoever's out at the training ground watching these guys practice, apparently they're executing on the training mm-hmm. ground, mm-hmm. doing the things he's talking about that he wants to see, that he wants the players to do. And then it's not happening on match day. Why that is, I don't know. We're not But coaches. some of that has to be it's on the on players us. to go out and execute that a little bit. I got two points to make here. And, and number yeah. one is when you say it's on the players, I, I don't disagree with that because after Joseph scored the first goal and did the whole thing like yeah which we're good where was the where was the energy where was i mean like if something something was gonna fire that squad up that should have been it and you would think they did not follow that up with any kind of sense of urgency or drive urgent in what the 80th minute 85th? we got urgent after after they got the red card we got or yeah about the 80th when they went minute, down the, 10. And then, i mean yeah. we had 17 shots not bad. Not bad. Nine of those came after the 80th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be before then. Can I Can I say what Wait. I think it is yet again? Sure. I think we are lacking that leadership role. Yes. 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 We don't yes. have Lorenowitz. Well, we don't have Goose. We don't have Parky. Plays- differently with goose out there it plays just differently do. with gg now, out there and not just because we have a striker and someone that's going to go up no and you win have those crosses you have make those runs in there space. it's that what you're talking about that intangible stuff yeah who's the cheerleader yeah. who is right. the cheerleader who's, who's the one saying come on guys come on guys let's go let's get you know come on push up push up who's the guy being vocal who's the guy bringing everybody together in the center of the pitch and saying come on let's go Let's go. Come on. Push. I think Gigi's something. got some of that. I he think totally he does, does. too. He's got a lot of I that, actually. Because, well, he's 28. He's 28. He's been playing since he was and, a toddler. And for what it's worth. And I get that. A striker kind of naturally has sure, that. Sure, like, I don't have that. They want to go. They want to score. The swagger. They're like, yo, the ball. Yeah. Please. Here. Bring me the Goose ball. Goose does a lot of that, too, right. just because that's his, um, his personality. I think... Um, I think but that yes. uh, I see leadership on the pitch. I see Lennon. I see Lennon doing it a little bit, and I see Gutman doing Lennon it a does little it through, bit. Lennon does it through his play. Correct. He doesn't right. do it. No, no, I agree. I agree. Which no. is good, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem like the team is like feeding off of that. Like, wow, man, right. look at that run he made. Look at that cross. Right. Beautiful. I better. And up you know my who shit. used to? You know who else it's used to happening. be really, really we, good with that? This team does need, like Jennifer said, yeah. a cheerleader. Almost literally get the pom-poms out and let's go. This team needs that vocal presence out there. Someone, you know, who who used to do it, you know, who used to do it. LGP. Well, sure. But I was going to say, if we're down, if we were down 
three goals, two goals to thank you. Exactly. If we were down two goals to, to, to zero and we get one back in the 80th, who's the one standing at center pitch, standing over that ball saying, come on, vamos, vamos. And yeah. he's, you, that was him. That was something. You know who was did. doing it though? You want to know who was doing it for us the last couple of matches when he played? Diop. Diop. Hey, was yeah. Diop. Vocal. He was, yeah, he was vocal there. Guy. We saw him. He was waving his arms in the air. He was telling everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, that's not true. Westberg is a little bit more, Westberg's a little bit more reserved as a keeper. He's a and that's cerebral, true. He's a cerebral right. guy, which is not what, right. uh, you know, apparently not going to mesh well. We don't need cerebral. No. Not on this team. No, no, nope. we need that. We need that passion. You know, that's yep. a lot about what we get. You know, if you talk to yep. almost any South American player, I think, or Central American player, that's what one of the first things that they talk about is passion for the game. Um, I, I think anybody it's, it's, says that. I just I know that with us, you know, it seems to come up a lot. So we just that's what good, we need. It's a good that, segue. That passion forward. It's a good it's segue into what Jack had uh, mentioned mm-hmm. on um, on the Mr. thread Jack on the footy say? mod. On, on page and Jack was going to join us tonight, but he had uh, a graduation party that was running over late. So he couldn't join us tonight, but on education, um, education <laughs> on the five takes thread on, on the footy mob page. Um, he said that uh, this was pushing it back against um, some of the takes that are out there that the team is trash or garbage and the roster's all shit, burn it all down type thing. Right. Jesus he Christ. Said, People um, actually I, think that. <laughs> Believe me, um, yeah. he said, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't go as far to say we're trash, but we've now only won two of our last 21 on the road, an abysmal record, admittedly. Mm-hmm. My impression these last four matches has been that they do not have the mental fortitude to lock down and take care of business. I don't doubt our skill, but I do doubt our passion. I, I wanted to clarify, like, I you know, I, I think the guys are trying. Right. I think we need more urgency. And um, he, he says, you know, basically the same thing. Maybe he's not questioning their commitment. Passion, equate that more with just urgency, energy, energy. vamos. Right. And I, I I agree with him that that is lacking. And that's that I will comes say, from like know- the Pineda can't can't provide no, that he in can't the moment. Push that in. He and can I give will the say- locker room talk, but that's about it. Right. I will say this too, and I'm going to give credit where credit's due, but I also take away where it's not due. Joseph was severely lacking in that same passion, that same energy in, in the last season with us. It, when he was out on the pitch, I didn't see it from him the way it used to be. So I'll give last year kind of a, kind of a write-off just because of the, just the amount of injuries and the team was just, no, I know that. I'm just talking down. about but Joseph in also, particular. His attitude sure. on the pitch just wasn't the same. His same Speaking that of, same kind of passion for what we did, but he was also yeah. fucking miserable. Things were going very badly for us well, in so many seems, different ways. He seems happy so, now. Yeah. And speaking of his attitude, I'll let each of you go off and, and tell me how you well, how we don't you, have how to you do that anymore. We no, don't no, have no, to do that no, anymore. Just a, a little bit because I think it's important to talk about because no. some people well, are still it, Right. Are still so, a little put off by okay. the fact that Joseph that he knelt. Got the got the penalty. Mm-hmm. Literally his first touch of the ball was a penalty kick. Right. I mean, and it was a joke of a penalty. Like, Can we just say I, that? It was a joke of a penalty. No, like, it, it, was, I, it was pretty I, soft. What is pretty this soft. Is, see, let's be honest. This this is exactly what happens 
when the writers go on strike and we have bootleg MLS scriptwriters come in and write this shit. Exactly <laughs> what fucking have happened. That. You no, are you seriously? That, like, how contrived up. can you be as an MLS scriptwriter? The first touch is a penalty kick and he converts. And a very vintage Joseph uh, penalty. And credit to him, his open play goal was also vintage Joseph. It, no, and that one was better. That, that one he that one he truly but truly deserved. The sell, you the know, celly. but come on. The Selly. The taking of the knee and then his second goal celebrating with his teammates. For me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an issue with it at all. Even even in the moment, I, it didn't trigger anything mm-hmm. for me because I read it the first one as the kneeling. I'm like, oh, that's our thing. He's he's looking at the supporters, pointing to his heart. That's literally for for us. His way of the non celebration, which players it's kind of an unspoken rule in soccer. You come from your former club, you score on them, you you don't rip the shirt off. You know, you're not yeah. celebrating that way. Unless it was just really bad and you're Justin Miram and you're at Orlando, celebrate that. <laughs> they, they hate you and you hate them and it's glorious. You're free to do as you will. Uh, mm-hmm. But generally, that's that's the thing. So that's how I felt about that first goal. The second one, I'm just writing that off to the man has been struggling mightily. It's tough. It's had a tough go of it. And he gets one and fuck it, dude, be happy. So that's how I felt about it. And and the reason I think Kristen is now saying like, well, we don't need to talk about this. Initially, she was kind of put off by it. Like, man, that's kind of fucked up to celebrate in front of Atlanta United. Kind of a fuck you to the supporters or the front yeah. office or whatever. He since added some context, which is always important, despite what people think context matters, um, that it was him saluting the supporters. He does have a lot of love and respect for us. And you could tell when he was talking uh, to uh, MLS 360 Bradley Wright Phillips, who he eclipsed uh, last night as the fastest to get to 100, 100 goals. Um, you know, he clarified that, yeah, he's got a lot of love and respect for Atlanta, uh, for the supporters, for the front, of, for everybody, and that he holds nothing. And it was weird for him, too. So I, I, I didn't feel anything even initially, but I think adding the context Look, even if you still don't like it, I don't think Mike Conti really cared for it or Jason. And that's fine. That's how you felt about it. Joseph can't control how people felt about it. All he can say is how he meant it, what's in his heart, and and then let that go. But how'd you, and how'd you guys so, feel? Okay. The first, the, there are two, different, two very different opportunities that he had. Two very different goal-scoring opportunities that he had. He could have come in and he could have skied a that penalty over the top of the goal and you know you say it's vintage joseph he didn't come in and he didn't hop what he did was he came in he was strong he hit it on the ground straight into the he corner did not do the skip he, and the jump That's he true. did not do the skip hop he he wanted that goal more than he wanted a goal in a very 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 long time I don't think that it had anything to do with the fact that it was against us in that moment. Then he's then after he I scored it. I agree with you, actually. Yeah. Then after he scored it, it was this big fucking relief. Good. Great for him. I was already heated because I agree. I agree with Jennifer. I think the penalty is soft. I don't necessarily. It is. I don't because I, I'm not going to agree with it. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm not. If it gets called for us, then I'm going to say the same thing because I am and uh, my across the street neighbor helped me point this out the, the other day. I am um, 
I, I am a fan of the game. I have the, I'm a fan of the sport and I am also a fan of the rules. And I have probably explained this on, on pods in the past. If you don't, you have a set of rules, you play by the rules. The rules are the same for everyone. If you don't, it's bullshit. So that being Case said, in point, case in point last night is they did not call a penalty on the handball in the box. No, they didn't. For us. No, they didn't. And, and said, that's oh, and that's my know, point. Go, right. So it was the same game state and the same context. Right. Right. So you, so you give us that penalty with the, pe- with this goal that we scored in stoppage, it's a two, two draw. I feel like that's a lot more of a fair way for it to end. Even with Joseph scoring against us, even with that mm-hmm. coach is met that whole thing, that whole situation. I do feel it's a much more of a fair result. That's actually what I thought was going to happen. I thought I actually, I think it was like in like the 60th minute. I was like, Jesus Christ, this game is boring. This is going to be a nil, nil draw. And then it wasn't. Um, well, I mean, that well, what, that before of... Joseph, before Joseph scored, but, um, but here's what the other thing I'm going to say. Yeah, sure. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to go off on this for, cause I'm just bear with me. So I'm already emotional about the penalty that I don't agree with. Joseph comes on and I'm actually really surprised that he takes it. Now, did he come on for Campana? Or no, did he come on for so Campana's that's right. So Campana's still on the pitch. He's been scoring for them lately. Joseph is new to the team. Well, I don't late, understand. Late, late lately. Lately. He, he played last week and got two goals. That Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not like is he's been Joseph, consistently that's scoring. That's what I'm saying. He, though, hasn't, he hasn't been out. He's been injured. Okay. So, so, no, so I guess he, I'm just a little like, surprised that the, that Joseph was no, the I'm one not. who was immediately pegged for that. I'm, I'm not. I think Campana. But has he earned that? He's what like, I'm saying has he earned yes. the role of the PK taker for that club? He earned it for that moment. Nobody's taking that but Joseph. Okay, nobody. fair enough. Nobody. Okay, nobody. fair enough. Because fine, of, fine. Because, of because the, it's the against. Situation. Because it's against. Yep. Sure. For what yep. else? For all of the reasons. I didn't. I obviously didn't. So I'm so I'm emotional. I'm not happy with the with the penalty. Now Joseph is coming in to te- to to take it, and it, he stepped he steps up to that spot without even a second glance. I don't feel like he deserved to get that to get that opportunity. That's not fair. And here's the thing, I'm not saying that he didn't deserve it. I'm saying any person, any striker. Any sub who just walks onto the pitch and his first touches to take a PK? Come on. That's not cool, man. Like, give your other guys who have been playing for the last 65 minutes a chance. Those are the guys that deserve to take it. And again, I'm being a little biased because it's Joseph and because it's against us. So he gets up, he scores a perfect penalty, and he rushes over. And and I didn't even know this because I'm because I didn't, you know, Jennifer pointed out that when he knelt, he's knelt, he's kneeling to, to us. He's kneeling to our, our away supporters. To me, that's, it felt very, very, very much like he was giving us the finger. It was not, it, it felt very uh, disrespectful. And cause he didn't, I'm not there. You know, I wasn't in the stands. I didn't see the 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 look all i saw was what was on camera and to me the look was a fuck you i you know that's what it felt like that's really what it felt like so then the second one comes right now we're going to talk about a very different goal very different goal it's that is super classic joseph he poached it he came straight down the middle it's he scored something out of nothing it was garbage and took it out 
Yeah, it it's was a, gorgeous. It's, it's exactly ball. the kind of stuff that he's supposed to score. Yep. I wish he was still doing that for us. I really do. Um, you know, or if, if he was still here, you know, he would. I wish that he had still been doing that when he was here uh, for us. Is what I mean. Um, and then he went over. He didn't do the Super Saiyan. Do it pointing with two was, fingers. Yeah, it was a, it's, it's not it's the a same thing. They called thing. it wrong. They called it wrong. They said, "Oh, he used to do that the Super Saiyan thing with Miguel Amaron." I'm like, "No, it was like did. some sort of he dab two- thing he was doing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's just pointing at Yedlin for the assist. Like, he's yeah. point- that's not the same fucking thing. You it guys was absolutely not fusion about. power. It was no, a dab. No, 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 no. Not even. Yeah. So so that's so that's aside. Just to be clear, but what he did do, but what he did do after that is he turned and he stared down our supporters. Again, this is my perspective. What I saw last night in the game, in the moment, it was a stare down. Like, see, fuck you. I saw him, and it and it hurt, and it hurt. You know, for me, from my perspective. It hurt a lot because it felt very, it felt like an intentional, the the kneel felt like an intentional diss because that's what he used to do for us. He knelt to show, who was the first person that he knelt to? Do you remember? remember, no. Parky. Yeah. He knelt to Parky on the sideline in Parky's last game. No, I'm, trust me. He's been taking the knee. That was the first time. Yes, Uh, I know. Okay, he's but been, he's been he's taking been knees for goals long before he knelt to Parky. I don't think so. Yeah, a long time before then. That was he not started the doing the knee in 2019, I believe. But yeah, my point, my point before. is really that that was that was his thing for us. Are, so yeah, it but, felt it, to me, I would have rathered if he had just simply done no celebration. You know, like when you score against your former club. How you just, you know, the, the guys all come over, you all do your pats, you all do your pats. You know, maybe he even, maybe he even, uh, you know, pats his chest, you know, to, because he's, you know, he's holding his new patch for his new club. I'm, I'm even okay with that. You know, you want to go to your, um, you know, as you're walking back to center pitch, you want to clap to your new club, you know, this kind of thing, you know, you want to throw a fist up in the air, but this felt, it, it felt deliberate. It did him kneeling towards our, our fans because he just scored against us. It felt deliberate. It felt disrespectful and it it felt completely intentional. Um, like Glenn said, now I've, I've been chat, I've been bitching for, you know, a good solid 15 minutes, but now we know it's all about context. That's not how he meant it. I believe him. So I do want to add a little further context to this, um, just so people who weren't there in the stadium were aware. Um, You know, I I help manage away travel for the supporters. So I got reports from away supporters that post-match, he walked over to the Atlanta United group and made a little heart symbol at them and patted his chest. And the vibe in the stadium from what multiple people said was they felt at the time that it happened is that, that that it was absolutely a salute to the supporters and not necessarily a diss to Atlanta right. Atlanta supporters, right? If there was a diss, it mm-hmm. was to other people in the organization, like, look what you're mm-hmm. missing out on, you know, whatever. Right. And that's, and that's and, right. and, 
And that um, does provide more context because I do get that. But we didn't have you know, it at the time last night. And the needle, I was just right, as angry as you were. Right. But throwing the kneel and then the stare down to the supporters in the stands doesn't say anything to the front office. So no. it doesn't it it didn't work. What what he may have been trying to do, at least at the time, what he may have been doing didn't come off the way he intended it, in my opinion. And I count every bit as much, I count every bit as much as a supporter whether I'm in the stands or not, because he's still, that's still a celebration that he did for my club in my city. And now he's doing it somewhere else on a goalie scored against us. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Like you gotta, you gotta give me and Jennifer was right there with me that whole oh time. God. So you gotta give me a little bit of credit here. Yeah. That, so that I'm not the only one. No, Clearly, no, 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 no. I wanted to hear way. him. I demand, I wanted to hear him come out on social media. I wanted to hear his post-match interview and I wanted to see him say, this is exactly what I meant because what he did is not something that is conventional, that follows kind of the unwritten etiquette code of soccer. which scoring against your old team. (laughs) Right, which which is completely fine. I would never... But but Joseph is also always, and, and I think one of the reasons we all love him as much as we do, right? He wore his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. You knew, you knew he had, you knew everything he was about, right? You know, as much as you can with a sports figure type mm-hmm. person, but and, he never had known him, And we've known him to speak his mind as well. Absolutely. So is it not? theoretically plausible that he did mean it at least at the time not now is it not theoretically plausible that he did mean it that way why not you don't know glenn we don't know how he feels about us until last until this morning we didn't know that we him scoring his first two goals for his new club against his former club no it it did seem it did seem unlikely but it at the time Huh? Because we do know because he okay. immediately came after the match and explained that. And right, but um, not that's at the time. Why, not when he scored. But not when that he is scored. why. But that is why in the thread when you, you two um, were going off a little upset, I said, <laughs> "Y'all, y'all enjoy. I'll talk to you later," because I already knew. Because I already knew. And I think we've learned an important lesson: chill. Wait for context. No. Wait for information. Don't knee jerk. You're going to do your own ACL. Okay, but this is this is a this is a podcast about takes. We're supposed to knee jerk here. No, That's exactly not on this right. One. Nah. No, no, no. Other okay. podcasts can do can do the knee jerk overreactions. Not this one. No, but here's the thing. But it's fair. It's fair rationale. for me to say how I felt at the time versus yeah, how I feel for sure. now. Sure, but That's I'm just what saying, we're doing. We, uh, fair enough, but I think we've learned a valuable lesson. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me about lessons. Don't hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on. Don't talk to me about lessons. Okay. I am allowed to feel however the fuck I want at the time. Right. It has nothing to do with lessons. That's not okay. that's, no. I, but I, I'm 40 years old. I have I can feel whatever the fuck I want to feel <laughs> whenever I want to feel it. But I was emotional. I was yeah, emotional I about something that obviously I didn't, meant I didn't a lot. Stop you. I, I know. Didn't stop you. I, I but just, that doesn't mean but that doesn't make my feelings at the time any less valid. Do you see what I'm saying? Not less valid, just uninformed. Didn't have no. the full context. I was going off the only information that we had available at the time. Right, but maybe we wait for all the information. 
That's my only point is that if we. Which is why we, we didn't which, talk about this last night. Correct. Correct. But it doesn't correct, make exactly. my feelings less valid. Or no, I'm not saying your or, or Jennifer's or any of the other, you know. Well, and and, and again, I go back to what I said watching. before because you and I were not the only people who reacted in that way. Where exactly. the hell was the we fire? All, there were so many people that thought the same thing that we thought. And yeah. I want to know where the hell was the fire under the team on the pitch that watched That's a that? Good point. Uh, yeah. Well, well, I don't we, think the... we had more passion about what took place than they did. Right, because you're up in a supporter. It should not have been. More. It was an emotional match for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And it should not have looked as dead in the eyes as we looked. And in we the knew it was going to be. Remember, we knew yeah, it was going to be. We've been I, talking I, about players, this for weeks. The players should have had a more of a response to Joe's goal. I, I don't think they gave a shit about his celebration or to defend our honor. That set them off. But the fact that <laughs> the former club legend. Um, not former. On, still. Still club legend. Uh, what, well, you know what I mean. The guy, former, yeah, we the, know. the former player, the guy just scored on you. That should, you would think, light a bit more of a, of a fire, a little bit more urgency there. And we didn't see that for another 15-ish minutes or so, thereabouts, 20 even. We have and to change our mentality a, when we do when we'll little, go down a goal. That's, it's, that's a yeah. little surprising and maybe concerning just from a player mentality uh, standpoint. Yeah, I, I think that that happens a lot. I think coaching. a lot of times when we get scored against, we 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 have the wrong um, response well, it, to that. We have the wrong what, attitude. It goes so. back to what what Jennifer had said is that we don't have that presence yeah. out there without you know that that personality. We're we're lacking that personality when Gigi isn't there, when Goose isn't there, right? And we don't have the Parky, the Lorenowitz, or the LGP, and kind of haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, good players, Brooks, good player, Miles, good player, showing mm-hmm. it through their work ethic, yeah. through their quality. But these are soft spoken guys, and we need somebody loud. That's not translating mm-hmm. um, into into <clears throat> energy, into urgency. So, so um, they've given the armband to Miles, mm-hmm. right? Like that's who's wearing the armband right now with Goose out. Mm-hmm. You know, of the generally healthy people that we have out there, who gets the armband? Because I don't know that I want, you know, my armband wearing captain to only be heard on in terms of his physical actions on the pitch. I think you need, you know, we've all said this, we need more vocal leadership. Who is that person supposed to be at this point? And it's not a knock on Miles or his quality of play, but like he's not that vocal leader. I don't know that he's no, going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, he's a, he's, he a soft, he's a soft-spoken guy. Yeah, if he was going to be, he would have stepped into that role at this point. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, and this is kind of leading into number five. I'll jump back. I put, to number I put three it on with, Gutman with with Brooks. Um, I I think, at least for me, I need to push back a little bit on anyone saying this was, you know, a poor performance, especially on Pineda's end, because all the things that we're talking about here, I don't really think fall to him. We need to look at the wins and losses and who was available and who was not. Mm-hmm. When we have at least one or preferably two of Gigi, Almada, or Franco, um, we've won. When mm-hmm. we've lost, at least two of them have not been available. I'm not saying that's not a problem. It is. But we know what the problem is. So blaming for Pineda for, for the losses when those players aren't available seems wrong to me. 
Um, especially it's just, it's when it comes more of the down same to response and uneducated. And mentality. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I, I, I do, but I'm just pushing back a, a bit onto that. But I do. Gonzo. I do wanna, yeah. Gonzo, if you're listening to this podcast and you've made it this long, please, please, please do not show up at the Benz next week without your damn trench coat. <laughs> it's the trench coat. You didn't wear it in Miami. It was supposed to rain. Perfectly good excuse for Burberry trench coat. Come on, Gonzo. Get the mojo back. Trench coat. In his, yeah. in his defense, it's very hot down there. All right. Number three, yeah, uh, Brooksy and a lot of people were actually praising him uh, last night uh, for, for his perf- performance. Mr. Consistency, <clears throat> earning the nickname. Josh Kite thought so as well. Um He's glad to see that increasing respect for Lennon from the fans just in general. Um, he was playing his heart out last night and not just work rate, you know, what we talk about all the time. Oh, I yeah. He's, yeah, he plays he's, his he's, heart out. He's all working. The time. But I mean, his service, excellent. Mm-hmm. He has just a little less zip on that ball that was to Almada in the first half. I think it was around oh, the 35th, that was in. 38th minute. Uh-huh. I oh, think that Thiago was a pretty, pretty pass. Bring, I think Tiago can. Bring that under control. Not his best night, by the way, Tiago, last night. You've you got to think that if if Yorgos is out there with some of these balls from Lennon, one of the dozen that he put out there, he's scoring off of one of those. From oh, score. I, I, I like to think been, so. That, that, corner, that corner that, that, that Machop put, you know, out for goal kick that, like, I mean – Pretty much anybody else, I, you know, I, I'm sure it was just a bad angle, but like that was a beautiful piece of service at the beginning of the match that, you know, absolutely. I think your ghost berries because hmm. bread and butter header, you know, I mean like that's yep. bam, bam. Um, you know, I think it's Lennon, Lennon, I think, you know, so many people like, and this is the problem, right? We have expectations from years past and everybody's looking for Gressel Joseph magic. Right. And look, no knock on Gressel. He was a great guy and I don't begrudge him anything. He deserved to go get his money. He deserved, you know, he works hard. He's a good community guy. Love the guy. But I think, you know, if you look at, you know, if you look at overall, like, you know, play wise, I don't know that Lennon hasn't outplayed him. He doesn't have, you know, as many flashy assist stats, but he also doesn't have the most prolific scorer in MLS that he's feeding balls to for the last three years. Also, right? doesn't mean that the balls are any less quality. No, exactly. And Lennon dimes. is a, and, up dimes. And 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 Lennon is a big step up defensively. Lennon Massive. gets back. Lennon makes Lennon's not and, and 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 I think the other part of Lennon's game that's totally underrated is the runs. He makes some of the most ridiculous runs and and I don't ever hear anybody calling him out for that. Like the man nope. is a freaking show pony out there for Derby Day. Yeah. Two thirds of the world is covered in water. The other third is covered by Brooks Lennon. Um, <laughs> That's good. He's, it, it, you're right. He has outworked Gressel. He does more work on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't think his crossing ability is any less than Gressel. I really don't. I no, think you I, bring up a fair isn't. point. Who was on the receiving end for Gressel? Kubo with man that got the man that got to a hundred goals faster than any player in MLS history. That matters. Brooks doesn't have that yet. 
Maybe Gigi's going to have something to say. He has scored in every game he's started. Him and Taylor Twellman, <laughs> as remarkable <laughs> as that is to, to say, are the only players that that have done it. And and Joseph is actually about to eclipse uh, Twellman. Uh, I think he's at 101 or 102 uh, MLS goals. And then I think from there, it might be Wondolowski in the 140 range, which, you know, Joseph, Go on, son. Do it. Um, I, I, I hope he I hope he does. But anyhow, Brooks, uh, outstanding. I think he is a total upgrade. And I think he's going to get even more of the recognition he, he so rightly deserves if him and Gigi start linking up more. And, and you start seeing his assist stats basically start going up because people are doing something with the really great service he's providing. But you, know, you have to have, you know, and this is the other thing, right? You mm-hmm. know, th- there's been a revolving door of people that Lennon has been supposed to feed the ball. That's to. right. That's you right. You know, he's had absolutely no opportunity to build. But we've got Gigi on a, yep. on a three year now and Brooks just signed an extension. Yep. So I think we can feel really good about that. Something else that, you know, that's a positive. That's a positive that the front office has gotten right. There are steps being taken in this team that are trending in the right direction. It will continue to, to take time. We will continue to have matches like we did last night. I felt for me, I felt we were the better team. I I see plenty of reasons to be frustrated and disappointed for me. And I'm just speaking for myself here. I don't see reasons to be alarmed. I'm not saying a three game skid. I'm not saying a three game skid is, is good. It's not. But we controlled large portions of that match. We had the better oh, of yeah. the chances from open play. Yes, the oh, chances yeah. came too late. That We need to address that, the urgency, right? 100%. But without that soft penalty, we probably get a draw. Without yeah. Gigi. And that's really not bad on the road. No, and that's important. You know? That's a, that's a, that's a I'm, huge I'm thing. not saying there still aren't problems I, at all. I waffle, I waffle on I waffle on this because this was our MO in 2022. We were the better team statistically. We it had is, better XG st- okay. statistically. We had more passing, more accuracy, right. more possession, and we had zero points to show for it. And we talked about this in the beginning, you know, at the beginning of the season, my first episode where it's like, okay, you know, the, the demarcation line is good teams get results out of trash calls and different, you know, and, 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 and opportunities that are there. Those are the teams that go on to win, to win trophies. The teams that don't are the ones that sit there like, oh, we're the better team. Look at the numbers. Yeah, well, and, we all okay, that, but good teams, but the teams that are prolific, the ones that actually go out and okay. win, score, they score, a, they win the games that you should win. Right. Fair. Right. And this like, is that's what team, we're always talking about. We, this is, yep, a, this this is, is a, a team we should have beaten. Absolutely. They are banged up. They were playing two homegrown rookie midfielders. We should have had our way with them. Mm-hmm. Joseph or no Joseph. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I, I, I can I can see cause for some legitimate concern there because of the parallels you're drawing from previous season. Fair enough. Um, I think I will be alarmed if over this, this homestand that we've got coming up, two games, compact, close together, Saturday and a Wednesday, which I think might actually serve us. I mean, if we can go beat up on a severely beaten up Charlotte on Saturday – 
keep that form going. Let's let's keep it going right into Wednesday and 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 get another win. If we don't show up for those and if we don't get results and moreover we don't show up like have a good performance and lose, uh, I'll be a little bit more alarmed at at that point. For me, I would I would be alarmed right now if we were not getting results and also not identifying why or if Pineda was doing more of what he did last season, which I get it. Last season was different. He had to approach press conferences differently and keep the vibes, try to keep the vibes positive in the locker room because of all the injuries. Um, but if he was just saying the same thing, oh, it's just this little thing here that we need to dial in on. This little thing here, this this little final pass in the final third, everything else was fine. I'd be more concerned. He hasn't really been saying that. He's been frustrated with some of the same things we are. So at least the coach is more or less on the same wavelength that we yeah, seem not, to be. He's as, not. He's not. He's not pandering. He's not. He's no. Not no. That, no. So. He's not. But you know, when you want to get into you know depth pieces and teams that are yeah. built to win, you know, to, to win trophies in this specific league, yeah, you got to start looking at Boca. And going back to the other point, I wanted to make about that, right? Yeah. It has to. You know. You've got to look at, you're not going, you know, not every signing you have is going to be a home run. My reasonable expectation of a competent uh, director of player personnel is going to be about a 60-40 record. I have not done the math and I have not, you know, itemized it. Uh, I don't know that Boca has scored 60% of his signings in the good. That would be... That would be my question to the audience. That would be my question to y'all. Like, let's hear it. Does, you know, you people that want to well, yell about Boca out. Okay, cool. Where are the, where, where are the numbers? It's, you know, you, you know, you don't like seeing the team lose. Nobody likes seeing that, but like. I, I think he's had big hits and big losses. Right. Big swings. You, you can't have. And big two out of, you, you can't have two out of three of your DPs be misses. Right. And that is what Al- we had last year. Almada hit. Arujo miss Jurgen Don miss Joseph hit like you could go back and forth. It's like he, 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 he takes big swings. And I think just inherently when you take big swings, you're going to have big misses and maybe we need to get away from that. Well, that's, you, Garth is gonna you know, what's, that. you know, what's going to make people get away from that. And what's going to turn people's heads around a lot is a big hit. You want to have some big misses. Well, Great. Get a couple big hits and people will stop has. saying that's- anything. But he has. Yeah, that's the, that's my issue. We need is, what we, is, we need another one. He has. We need another one. <sighs> we all but, we all know Almada is not long for this world, right? Like that's yeah, the reality of things. Like that's you know. So great, you had a big hit for a season. Woohoo! And so far has proven to be a fairly significant hit. And we need to get him healthy. He needs to stay healthy. He needs to score a lot of goals for this club. He'll be a huge hit. We need another one. Because right now well, we've got a big gaping if, if hole. If that's the approach we we want, then you got to expect big misses. If you want them to keep, taking I agree. Big swings. I agree. And that's, so if you but, want if you want people to be more accepting of the big misses, then you have to have the big hits. So let's get another big be. hit in here. That, and that's you, my that's my. You point. think you think that they won't? Correct, because they're not. They haven't been. They're, we've already done this. We've been doing this for seven years of taking big swings. And people no, are no, no. Oh, I, I was talking about the supporters. I was talking about the people who. Yes. Yeah. So yes, the people that's exactly who... what I'm talking about. Okay. This is exactly what I'm talking about. I think we have to stop doing that because 
if if we we've had big hits and people are still bokeh out. Mm. That's my point. People are still bokeh out. We have hit on big big signings, and we have had big whiffs mm-hmm. in DPS. If you want to keep taking big swings, you're gonna miss. That's mm-hmm. that's just it. Yeah. And I don't. Think I just, so I think my, my point. My point is, you have to hit more often than you miss. And I don't know if that is what is going on here. Yeah, it's feeling a little like we we need it. That's why I'm. It's saying. feeling right like now, in the last like three we seasons we have way more big whiffs than we do home runs. I think yeah. it's closer than we think because I think if Luis is scoring and assisting, we're not having this conversation. But he's that's not. But that's literally one player it's not one player it's not We're not having this conversation if luis is on five goals and five assists. you're right but he's not and so that's because one player he's not. but that's because, what i'm saying that's how said, close it is right but, so look at look at the dps that have been mm-hmm. that are not of the past look at the dps uh-huh. of the past we're not talking about him if luis is getting five goals and five assists but because that's he's why i'm not, saying it's that's why not, we are talking about him no you're, you're missing my point i guess i am you're, I'm, com- <laughs> I guess completely I am. Completely, because oh. what I'm saying is that if he is, people say that for the Boca out crowd, mm-hmm. he's had too many misses, right? Obviously, if, if you're Boca out, he's not doing it, right? He's sure. missed on the big ones. I'm right. saying it's not that far off because if Luis has five goals and five assists, we aren't having this conversation. I, I, don't, so I, I, don't, I don't agree. I, no, 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 because it's not, just, it's not just the DPs. It's also the depth pieces. And yes, I understand it's a minefield with the MLS salary cap and like our, you know, our options in trying to find a backup striker where we were cap wise. We're Miguel Berry, right? Literally, like that was what, that was how much money was there. Right. right? And, and it, you know, clearly that's, you know, sometimes you get real, real lucky with those and you wind up with a Dom Dwyer and sometimes, you know, you wind up with Cuba with Torres. So, um, you know, that's my, my problem is we need more Dom Dwyers and less Kubo with Torres is on the lower end of the spectrum. You can't swing and a miss on both DPs and, you know, your, 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 your second team talent. Well, that's the double edged sword nature of a DP. It can be a glaring error or it can paper over a lot of mistakes. Nobody's talking about depth pieces. If Luis is double digits, nobody. Nobody, because he's got goals and assists. What about that winger that didn't sign, t- pan out so well? I don't care. Our DPs are firing. Mm-hmm. We're in second place. Mm-hmm. That's the double-edged sword of DPs. Because in this league, if you don't hit on them, you're fucked. Unless you're St. Louis, who just has no DPs. <laughs> and is just got the, I believe... Ted Lasso poster hanging up everywhere. Have any money? How did no, that happen? This is that how they've approached have... it. They've had that. They've gone with this whole team approach, and we all snickered and and laughed. Uh, my hand raised to that that this wouldn't work in this league, and it and it has. I so quite literally didn't could even give, give them some a teams thought. What does that tell you? To think about, but you know, that's that's how well, this league league operates. And I, I, just I will think, also, you know, you know, but look, I'm not saying Boca hasn't gotten the smaller signings wrong. There have been. What I was gonna say about St. Louis City, right, is sure. they took this approach and out of the gate, nobody knew what to do with it. 
And now there's enough game tape and there's enough study going on and they've been here for a quarter of a season and people have kind of said, oh, this is what you're doing. Cool. We can now prepare for what you're doing and attack it better with better talent. And it's starting to show up on the score sheet. All I'm going to say about that. Uh, a little bit. I mean, we didn't get to see this weekend because it got lightning rain delayed. Right. Uh, but against, against Dallas, um, they're still doing just fine. Um, I'm not saying eventually. Yeah. I mean, every team gets figured out. Atlanta got figured out. Right. And how, you know, play negative against us. Break up the play. We don't like that. You know, um, they'll get figured out, too. But it does, I think, give teams something interesting to th- think about and how you construct a, a roster. All I'm saying is they, you know, look at their April. It was not pretty. They, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. They lost to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. They lost to Sounders. Mm-hmm. They absolutely yeah, killed Cincinnati. They drew with Colorado and they lost to Portland. So they did not have a good April. They came back down to earth much yeah. the same way that we did. True. Okay. And they're yeah, not banged true. up the way that we are. Right. You can, you know, we're not using the injury, but like, you know, look, I'm not trying to use the injury excuse, but like, okay, you can point some fingers here and say, yeah, okay, whatever. They're not dealing with the same thing we are. Like I said, people kind of of figured them out. It was bound to happen because you absolutely need, you know, you need DP talent to win in this league. You need healthy quality DP talent to win in this league. That's why, LA, LA, LAFC is so good because they have quality DP talent and then somehow are man, you know, they, they've managed to actually win those second tier signings that you buy down with GAM and all that other stuff. Right. They've also been remarkably healthy. They have been. Remarkably they have been. And they got really lucky with the Carlos Vela. They got really lucky with the Carlos Vela drama. Yes, they did. Because that's that a very is, different squad if Carlos Vela is not running he, running around out there. Yep. 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 100%. Um, well, it, it'll be interesting to hear you eat your words when St. Louis wins MLS Cup without a single TP. <laughs> and we all have to completely rethink this entire league and how we build our teams. That's going to be quite something. She doesn't think it's going to happen. No. <laughs> she's she's fully she's fully convinced. So um, no, I tend to agree. You, I, I think that their luck was going to run who, out eventually. Who, who for you? We'll we'll wrap this up because this is getting kind of long. But who yeah. for you is top uh, in the West and top in the East right now? And not just you could go. You can look at the table. Your personal feelings on it, even if they're not one, two, three, but just how they've been playing. Any thoughts? For me, it's Seattle. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Cincinnati, I think, has been playing really well. I know they're not at the top, but I, I think they've been playing really well. Um, let me see. I, I think I think for me it's kind of a toss-up. I I'd be I'll be curious to see what kind of CCL hangover LAFC gets gets from that extra thing. And they're playing and they're playing CCL final much earlier this year. Um, than they did, than Seattle had to. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I still think they're the team to beat. I still think they're the team to beat in the West. Um, I, I might be showing some bias in that I just don't want to give credit to LAFC. Yeah, I know. Nobody does, good. but they're all, but, but I mean, they're, they, they, they have, they have correctly built the dynasty at this point. I, I mean, think you can, 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, they won the cup. If they go on and win CCL this year, I, they're the they're the standard. Probably. I mean, the, and, and and then the East is the East for me is a total crapshoot. It's mm. a total crapshoot because I don't know that Cincinnati has the depth and staying power. Um, yeah. I think I think New England is better coached than Cincy is. Uh, but again, yeah. and, and New England has a boatload of talent up front and in, in the back. Um, so I think you can't count them out. I think, you know, New York, New York, you know, New York City, NYCFC, they've got, you know, a huge home field advantage, like mm-hmm. when they get to play at Yankee Stadium. So, you know, and, and, and they got tons of money and, you know, people that are willing to throw good cash after bad. And, you know, at some point in time, Philadelphia is just going to roll around on top of people until they cry uncle. So I um yeah, yeah, I I, I, I think okay. that the first, I think that the top seven, which is exactly what we're looking at right now, which includes us, because yeah. I do think that we have every right and should contend this year. Um, I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's going to be, it, it, we're still so early that I think that it's it's going to be interesting. I don't see, um, I, I don't see New England necessarily having the staying power, um, because they had such a crap season. Last year, it'd be great to know that they've turned it around, but you know, I I don't know. I think that I think Nashville has a lot of talent. I think I Nashville was going to say if Nashville make could a find big surge, uh, if they can I think find they their can ability find to secondary win scoring, matches, yeah, exactly. I think they'll be a huge contender. I think, and I think they deserve it. I think they deserve that top one, two, and three. Um, they're they're they are consistent. They're consistently consistent of not winning. And I think if they can find that extra gear, they're 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 definitely they could be top of the table uh, in our in our division. They put um, thirty shots on goal this past week. If they could, yeah, if, yeah okay. But if they need they need somebody besides Honey Mukhtar to score goals. If they could find one exactly or two people, mm-hmm. if they could find one or two people in the summer transfer window, or someone else like that, shot no, they have yeah. the talent there too. They do. If they can figure out how to constantly sounds... put those thirty shots more on target. Then yeah, I think that they're that they're uh, that they're good. I I am never I am always wary of Nashville. It sounds yeah, remarkably similar to another team that I know that's looking for other people to score goals. All right. Um, well, I think that about wraps it up. This one was uh, extremely long, but I kind of knew I kind of knew this one would go a little bit longer. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we had a lot to say. It was an emotional the, match. The nature of the game. It was always yeah. going to be that way. And yeah. I am so sorry for last week having predicted that Joseph would uh, drop a hat trick on us. Um, he got you the brace. <laughs> it, yeah. Call it, call it, call it what you want. Fate, destiny, karma, whatever. But I'm, I'm genuinely happy f- for the man. And um, I hope he continues to have success. I co- hope he continues to score goals just just Please not God, against not us. Against us, us again. But he's got, you know what? He's yeah. got his two, and it got him to a hundred. It was. It, it, we didn't even really talk about. I mean, we did talk about it, but it was like, it's super iconic. It's super important for him. He totally deserves to have that. I wish he had done it against anyone else, because I'm not saying that he's not going to ever score goals against us either. It's just it had to be this one, the first one, you know. And it just, just was like, yeah, it had to fucking be, didn't it? I, I'm I'm going to reserve judgment until you know we see what he ta- what he does with this sure, for the next four see. or five yeah, matches. Yeah, agreed. Right? Agreed. Like and and you know, look at a million bucks a year, you can afford to have him come off the bench and sure. be your super stub. In an ideal universe, that's what he'd be doing for us. He just wasn't willing to do that for us, and I can understand 
why he would not be willing yeah, to think, do that. For I think us. he might kick on now because like he said uh, in his post-game comments last night, mm-hmm. his world right now is his son. And that's, and that's beautiful. Yep. And he's talked about this before. He's playing to eat. He's playing mm-hmm. to support his family and he's got a true family now, mm-hmm. you know, and if he wants to be paid the commensurate rate at which he's been pulling in, Mm-hmm. He's got to pump up those goal numbers, and I think that might motivate yeah. him now. And you know, like any other striker, it, it kind of does go like that sometimes. Goal drought, get that first, second goal, kind of yeah. opens things up. Play with a little more confidence, freedom. Probably he's going to get more minutes now. Probably still come off the bench, but you know, I, I think he'll kick on. And I still uh, think that he will reach double digit. He's got a challenge for the boot or, or anything like that, or even high double digits, but a respectable amount of goals, 10 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, if the over under is 15, I'll take the, I'll take the under, but mm-hmm. not by a lot like that 10, 12 range. And, yeah, and like I said, I, I, I hope he does carry on. And I think he will. So we'll be back next week and maybe we'll even do this thing live because we're going to be at the match. All of us. No, next Jennifer week. won't. Yeah? She's going to be out of town. Oh, no, my, my, my daughter, my daughter, my amazing child is graduating from college on Saturday. So that is where I will be at four o'clock on Saturday, uh, sitting on the cistern lawn at college of Charleston and mad, mad snaps to my amazing kiddo who is walking with not just one, but two degrees in four Wonderful. years. I might add congratulations two. to her. Well, you well, know, maybe we'll, well, maybe Glenn and I'll do this from the parking lot. We haven't done that we in a might, long time. And then have we'll you, see how have it you, goes. Have you phone in, um, and, and congratulations to to uh, you and and your daughter. Um, still think you need to get your priorities straight, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, but I'm genuinely, genuinely happy for you and, and, and happy for her. That's that's really Thank cool. Thank you. All right, y'all. Well, we'll be back next week in some some form. Uh, some maybe form just or fashion. Maybe all three of us and one on Zoom. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, we will be back uh, for, for Charlotte. It will be a better performance. We will get Back-to-back wins on Saturday and then on Wednesday. Who are we playing Wednesday? Is it Colorado? Colorado. Colorado. So arguably two very winnable games. And um, the unfortunate thing of this being that even if we do win them, the takes will be, well, yes, you should have. Um, <laughs> you, you know, that will be <laughs> what people true. will say is you should have. But you can only play yeah. who's in front of you. and That's true. Um, I'm more looking for the type of. So let's so let's go get some points and yep, we'll uh, and let's and let's and let's have those be some really good important points for later on down the season. Yep, indeed. Yep. All right, y'all. Until then, y'all be good. We will be back. Yeah.